In New York, another tradition that ushers in the Christmas season, the raising of Rockefeller Center's Christmas tree. This year, it's a 70-foot spruce with 40-foot branches, a gift from Podunk, Massachusetts. The forest giant from the hinterlands will blaze with thousands of illuminated globes and firefly lights, warming the heart of Manhattan with its symbolic message of Christmas. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Hi, and welcome to the Christmas Time in the City podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm also your host, Chris. Before we get started, be sure to follow us on social media. We're Christmas Time in the City podcast on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our website, christmastimeinthecity.com. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. That's where you'll find the links to our merch store, YouTube channel, and much, much more. And as always, feel free to email any questions or comments to us at christmastimeinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. For anyone not familiar which at this point would blow my mind. The Rockefeller Center Christmas tree is a large Christmas tree placed annually in Rockefeller Center in Midtown Manhattan. Known as the world's most famous Christmas tree, an estimated of 125 million people visit the attraction each year. Since 1997, the lighting has been broadcast live to hundreds of millions of people on NBC's Christmas in Rockefeller Center telecast on a Wednesday after Thanksgiving. The tree lighting ceremonies aired at the end of every broadcast, following live entertainment and the trees lit by the current mayor of New York City and the CEO of Rockefeller Center and special guests. Hosted by beloved Today Show co-anchors Savannah Guthrie, Hoda Kotb, Al Roker, and Craig Melvin, the two-hour holiday special will feature festive performances by Alicia Cara, Harry Connick Jr., Mickey Guyton, Nora Jones, Brad Paisley, Rob Thomas, the goat... (laughs) Harry Underwood, <laughs> Carrie Underwood, as well as the world-renowned Radio City Rockettes. You can tune in to Christmas in Rockefeller Center on Wednesday, December 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But an additional live hour of the special will be broadcast on all NBC-owned television stations and on numerous NBC affiliates from coast to coast starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Additionally, for the first time in tree lighting history, Christmas in Rockefeller Center will simulcast live on Peacock. Every year, the Rockefeller Center head gardeners look for a special Christmas tree. They visit numerous nurseries throughout the tri-state area and look for unique backyard trees. Trees are also submitted for consideration through Rockefeller Center's website. They choose each year's tree based on its hardiness and Christmas tree shape, as well as its ability to support heavy ornaments. The 2021 Rockefeller Center Christmas tree didn't come from New York, or New Jersey, or Pennsylvania like it usually does. This year, the 79-foot-tall Norway spruce was donated by a family in Elkton, Maryland, 145 miles from Rockefeller Center. This marks the first year the tree has come from Maryland. Eric Paz, Rockefeller Center's chief gardener, found this year's tree in March after going to a nursery to buy plants in southern New Jersey and deciding to take a drive in the area. That's a long drive, by the way. It is a long drive. It's weird to just decide to take a drive and all of a sudden you're in Maryland. But, you know, I mean, I have I've had shifts like that where I decided just to do something crazy. And I was several states away. <laughs> like, oh, I just I worked I really just long. I figured today, I would just drive two or three states over. <laughs> I was looking at trees. You found a good tree. Found a good one. Anyway, the spruce will be adorned with more than 50,000 multicolored lights and top with the 900 pound star with 70 spikes covered in three million crystals. Continuing a longstanding holiday tradition, the 2021 Christmas tree will be donated to Habitat for Humanity where it'll be cut into lumber that'll be used to build homes for families in need. Back in 1936, Rockefeller Center was only three years old and still establishing itself as a business and entertainment center in the city. 
As it happened, the Rockefellers were having a hard time enticing people to walk down to the stairs to the sunken plaza, despite the draw of the Christmas tree and the year-round shops around its perimeter. Some say the idea of building a skating rink to help attract people came from a Depression-era skate salesman, who as a sales pitch would reportedly demonstrate the skates on the water frozen in the Rockefeller Center fountain. It's thought that seeing this man skate on the makeshift ring was the inspiration to build a proper one. That's pretty fun. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds... I mean, we'll say it's true. We'll say it's true. It's now <laughs> true. Because it sounds cool. <laughs> what, a, what an interesting way to have a, a skating rink. Yeah. This ice skating on a puddle. Yeah. Like, that looks cool. We should put one down there. And now it's huge and famous. So we've gone to the tree lighting twice. Yes. Once as normal people. <laughs> normal people. And once as VIPs. Mm-hmm. And the VIP status was way better than the <laughs> yeah. normal person yeah. tree lighting. It's made us not want to do the normal person tree lighting again. Yeah. The first year we went, it must have been... Maybe the first year or two that we lived in New York City, mm-hmm. I think we just figured that was what New Yorkers did, which is absolutely not what New Yorkers do. I think we were also just looking for some fun stuff to do, and it was Yeah, Christmas-y. that's probably true. That's <laughs> probably true. So we ended up heading out to Rockefeller Center probably an hour or so, maybe two before. I don't think it would have made a difference. We wouldn't have gotten very close. They no. usually have it roped off for camera crews and mm-hmm. for select folks. But we made our way onto 50th, which was just north of the Christmas tree pretty close to sixth avenue and there was this giant jumbotron that was playing musical performances that were either happening live or that were recorded previously that were being aired live for the television special and then it got to the countdown mm-hmm. and it was a 10 9 whatever up and then at like five seconds or three seconds the jumbotron just went dark <laughs> and then we all just kind of like everyone on the street is probably 500 people in the street around us at that point and that's mm-hmm. just on our street you could hear like an audible sigh it's like oh no and then a few <laughs> seconds later you could see just the ambient light radiating from the tree like around the, mm-hmm. the, the the building and i remember a police officer saying specifically you're not going to see the tree tonight and we were just like we absolutely are going to see the tree tonight yeah like collectively everyone was like nope yeah. we're going this direction so we always kind of shifted uh, east until we got to the tree and saw the tree and then it, it was what it was and it's mm-hmm. it's fine and then we left more or less kind of yeah that was that it, was it. <laughs> they shovel people out of those areas pretty quickly after the main event and then a few years after that we were lucky to see the lighting inside one of the uh, stores on 50th mm-hmm. so that was a much better scenario they had a wine and cheese table set up and there were mm-hmm. hors d'oeuvres and things it's much uh, fancier yeah, sort we... of like us how we were fancy <laughs> very fancy we got to watch the whole lighting outside of their window yeah so yeah. that was way better so mm-hmm. i prefer to do that so if anyone wants to invite us to do that uh, as long as there are hors d'oeuvres <laughs> i would consider it so the christmas tree lighting is a good good time if you're in town if you're visiting check it out yeah, it's fun to do at least once, you yeah. know, say you've been there. I'm happy to say that we've been there and I'm good with what we've what we've seen. Yeah. And you can always go check out the Christmas tree after the fact as well. It's lit until the beginning of January. So you've got plenty of time to go check it out. Mm-hmm. Yes. How you doing? Stay at the world renowned Plaza Hotel, New York's most exciting hotel experience. For reservations, call toll free 1-800-759-3000. 
So that's out of the way. Let's get into some of our normal segments, starting with the news. It's time for the news. So after going virtual last year, Santa Claus is back at Macy's Herald Square. Yay! Yay! Santa! I know him. I know him. If you're looking to meet Santa in New York City, there are a few places that compare with Macy's Santa Land. Mm -hmm. While your Santa photo op looks a little different in 2021, the Macy's Santa Land experience is no less magical. Like previous years, visitors must book a free reservation to visit St. Nick. Free? What, 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 what? (laughs) It is absolutely free, but you do need a reservation to get in just to make sure that everyone, and this was... This is how they've always done it, just to make sure that the lines don't get too long and you're able to see Santa before the store closes. Yeah. And obviously kids are going to be the ones standing in line. They want to make sure that they're not standing in line for too long. As we all know, kids don't care to stand in lines. <laughs> yeah. Santa Land's located on the eighth floor of the flagship store in Herald Square on 34th Street between Broadway and 7th Avenue. Santa flies in at the tail end of Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and calls Santa Land home on November 26th. He'll be meeting with kids of all ages until Christmas Eve. That's code for adults, too. Yeah, basically. So if you don't have a kid and you still want to see Santa, you're welcome. For a free visit. <laughs> Reservations can be made starting Sunday, November 21st through the Macy's website. Reservations can be booked five days ahead of time. So if you're hoping for a Christmas Eve reservation, you'll have to wait to book it. Until five days before Christmas Eve. Correct. Math. So, so if you have <laughs> good math skills... If you have a date in mind, I would suggest setting something on your calendar to remind you if that's when you want to book it. And if you're planning on going, here's a nice little tip. Macy's releases a new day of reservations each morning at 5.30 a.m. That's interesting. Here's a tip. At 5.30 a.m., I am 100% asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we haven't woken up that early for a reservation, but we have woken up fairly early for one um, in the past. But afterwards, I've seen that they, they do pop up for sure. And Santa Land opens each day when the store opens, 10 a.m. on most days, and closes at 9 p.m. So Monday through Wednesday mornings are a really good way to avoid the crowds as well. That feels like a good rule in general for sightseeing in the city. If you can do it on the weekdays, you're probably better off. Crowds may be a little bit less. Yeah. Admission to Macy's Santa Land is free. But if you're looking for professional photos, packages start at $40. If you have your own camera, you're welcome to use it at no charge. All visitors get Santa Land pins, and photo packages come with a complimentary cardboard frame. We did the pictures before we purchased them from them, mm-hmm. and I think it's because I didn't know I could use my camera. And I walked in, and I just like didn't know what to do. And it was also he was a baby, so we had to hold him there. I just felt flustered, like I didn't know if I was allowed to take my phone out or not. So I just let them do it, and we bought them at the end. But afterwards, it's like darn, we should have just captured a lot more pictures with our own phones. So. Make sure you have your phones out and ready to go when you go in there. Yeah, be ready for some pictures. Yeah, that cardboard frame, you know, it's not necessarily $40 worth, <laughs> is all I'm going to say. But it's a complimentary cardboard frame. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> With a $40 picture. Mm-hmm. This year, instead of sitting on jolly old St. Nick's knee, kids pile on top of stacks of Christmas presents to announce their wishes to a busy Santa working behind his desk. And then everyone can pose for a festive photo. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like an office interview situation. Yeah. Dear Santa, it looks like this a pretty funny situation, but that's just the way it goes now. So it's it's not yeah. horrible, I suppose. I think it's better for some of the smaller kids. Maybe. Like, I think that ours would be a lot more comfortable sitting in front of a desk than on a stranger's knee. Yeah. Well, it's not a stranger. It's Santa Claus. Well, he doesn't know Santa personally yet. Hmm. 
<laughs> While you don't get a lot of time with the man of the season, you're rarely rushed. Santa is happy to listen to every child's wish list before posing for pictures with the family. Our Santa that we got when we went a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Super nice. Just so jolly. <laughs> just so, everything you want Santa to be. He did a great job. Yeah. I was happy that we uh, were able to meet Santa that day. Yeah, me too. So that's fun. Uh, if you're in town, check mm -hmm. it out. The Macy's Santa Land. Yeah. Experience the whole thing. Yeah. Remember five days ahead of time. So if you are mm -hmm. coming into town, make those reservations before you come through. How would you say that the Santa Land experience compares to the sort of perceived Santa Land experience of the movie Elf? Oh, I think it's much better because, well, one, an elf, Buddy's the one that decorates everything. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't have necessarily looked like that to begin with. But even outside of that, the whole line of Santa Land was such a cool experience. The first part of the line, you're just in a line. You're queuing up. That's what it is. Yeah, it but feels then, very much like you're walking through the, the back hallways of Macy's. Right, employee lounges and such. But mm -hmm. then once you get through... When you're about to go into the village, basically, you walk into a doorway and then all of a sudden it's just magic. You mm -hmm. know, they've got elves at work. They've got trains going everywhere. It's just such a cool experience. That line was really neat and it it definitely helped the whole waiting in line situation. Mm -hmm. And then just the way they usher you into Santa and uh, that whole experience, I think, absolutely tops what I've seen on movies. Yeah. So check it out if you're in town. Do it. It's worth it. It's, it's fun. Yay, Santa. <laughs> Santa, Santa Land, Macy's. Happy and Macy's where is where Toys R Us is now. But that's that's the thing, I guess. Toys R Us exists inside of Macy's. I didn't know that Toys R Us was in Macy's now. Yep. That's very exciting. I'm not sure if it's like a full-time thing or licensing. Maybe they just like are renting the name. I don't know. But right. there's Toys R Us locations inside of Macy's. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to check that out. So that's that. Before we head out, let's get into some listener mail. You've got listener mail. Paul from New Mexico writes, Hello, Chris and Chris. Hello, Paul. Hi, Paul. I just recently discovered your podcast, and I love it. The How You Doing games are so much fun. Sometimes I really impress myself with the ones I get right. I ordered a sweatshirt from your Amazon store, and it's been perfect for the chilly weather here in Albuquerque. Thanks for all you do, and have a great 2022. Keep it up. Yay. Thanks, Paul. That's Thanks, so Paul. Nice. That's a great one. I'm wearing one of our sweatshirts right now as you well. Are. And I'm wearing one of our shirts right now. We <laughs> didn't do it on purpose. At least no, I didn't. didn't. Well, I put this on on purpose because I was chilly and it feels nice and warm. And I put this shirt on because it's clean. <laughs> because it's a shirt. Because <laughs> it's a shirt. It fulfills the requirements that I need in a shirt. It's clean <laughs> and it has a hole for the head, two for the arms, and one for the body. <laughs> Thank you for explaining what a shirt is. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you, you can have one of these shirts as well if you go to the link in our show notes. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of really cool things on there. Yeah, we've got fun stuff. So if you want to, feel free. If not, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we won't take it personal. We mostly make them so we can wear them ourselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's going to do it for this episode. This podcast was recorded in our apartment in the Big Apple in New York City. If you like this podcast, do us a favor. Take a minute to rate it and write a review. Contact us and let us know you did, and we'll send you a ton of stickers. Subscribe now and follow us on social media so we can keep the conversation going and keep you posted about new episodes. Until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Chris. And this is Christmas Time in the City. This is the last stop on this train. Everyone, please leave the train. 
Thank you for riding with the Christmas Time in the City podcast. Hosted by beloved Today Show co-anchors Savannah Guthrie, Hoda Hoda Kobib, <laughs> Hoda Kobib, <laughs> Hoda Kodib. I'm not going to look up her name. Should I look it up? No. Hoda Kodib. You can tune in to Christmas in Rockefeller Center on Wednesday, December 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern Tan- <laughs> Tanner. Tanner time. San Francisco. <laughs> Tanner time. I can't. Oh my God. What is wrong with us? Okay.